Welcome back to League Six. Look at Indigenous Round, Round Twelve to be exact, of the 2023 NRL Telstra Premiership. I'm AJ Luke Antonio, contributor with the League Unlimited team in the front row program as well as stats perform. Joining me as always is our two SM Cadet Journo and Star Newsreader Reese Sullivan. Mate, what a weekend of footy! That is one of the best all-round weekends of footy I've ever witnessed. I think all eight games were significant. I don't think there was a single game which you wanted to just turn the TV off. I, I know you would have wanted to turn the TV off in one of the games. <laughs> me too. Um, but, you know, for the, for the armchair fan, for the armchair fan, you're not turning off any of the games this week. Uh, that, okay. That's what you want from footy. Yeah, exactly right. But the good news is we get to get the first two out of the way and then go in depth about the other six. <laughs> yeah. No. No, we've got a lot to talk about. We've got a lot of things officiating to talk about as well because that has been... One of the big talking points to come out of the weekend, referees interfering with the bunker, the bunker not knowing what foul play is, the bunker not knowing what grounding is. we got a lot to get through. So, without further ado, let's get cracking. We started on Thursday night at the home of the Yagara and Turbul Peoples. Uh, the Panthers 15 defeated the Broncos 4. Uh, very tight game off for and By a stroke of... Uh, Bad planning by New South Wales Public Transport. Reese and I were able to actually talk the game out on the train going to the city <laughs> on the Saturday. <laughs> yes, we were. We were able always... to drown our sorrows. Yeah, it's always good to see you. And, you know, we'd like to talk about better things. But, you know, Broncos loss is always pretty high up on your agenda anyway. So, Yeah, <laughs> and, Rooster, and same for a Rooster's loss for you. Yes, exactly. Well, I have to, I have to bring it back to you. I can't let you have all the fun. Exactly right. So, uh, let's get straight into the Pampers first try because it was very torrid opening 10 minutes before a nice shift out to their left-hand side. Saw Sania Taruba crash over for a try out wide. Uh, suggestions of a double movement, I thought, but I think momentum always carries immunity in goal. Uh, Jerome Luai, very lucky boy to escape with just a fine for an apparent shove on Chris Sutton. What'd you make yeah, of it? I I'm happy for it to be justified. I didn't think it was too bad. And obviously, number one, it wasn't a shove for, you know, foul play reasons. Number mm -hmm. two, he apologized straight afterwards. He realized he messed up. So yeah, he went, he went straight know. to touch. He was like, oh, good, bro. Sorry. Yeah. Um, you know, as, as much as I would love as a Queensland fan, actually, no, I'm happy for Lou White to be the 5 8 for New South Wales. So, you know. <laughs> You know, I'm, ha I'm happy for him to get just the fine. It's nothing too major. Uh, also, I'm sure, at the end... I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure there would have been some Blues fans calling for a nine-week suspension for that. Raise my hand, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also, at the back end, after we go through Supercoach and before our lol cab, we're going to go through our predicted sides, uh, tying in some of the breaking news as players arrive into Origin Camp. Uh, so we'll do that. Uh, James Fisher-Harris got put on report for being a third man in. I thought this was a very harsh one on James. Yeah, at first it looked like it was a bit of a cannonball, but he didn't hit the legs. He hit the body. So, you know, I've seen a, a lot of those go uncalled. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I mean... Think, yeah, go ahead. I think because the referee called held and then he joined the tackle with okay. force. Okay. That's, that's the fair, only that's reason fair. I can see a penalty, but report, I don't know. Maybe it was just to make sure there wasn't anything serious. Let the yeah. MRC see if there was any intent or anything like that. 
Yeah. Uh, Brisbane unable to capitalise on their field position, though. And uh, you did concede a penalty through Billy Walters, which allowed the score to go to 8 nil. I thought, uh, and we were touching on this on Saturday, red zone execution left a lot to be desired. Ezra Mann being thrust into this primary playmaker role, Jock Madden giving him as much help as uh, Albert Kelly would have last year. Yeah, I mean, it was tough. I, I mean, you look at what Jock Madden did in the Panthers system last year when he was backing up Nathan Cleary. He has that talent in him to sort of dictate a game. But for whatever reason, in the two cracks he's had in the Broncos jersey, he just hasn't been able to. Fair shout. So, you you I will have to pull you up factually. Jock Madden was at the Tigers. You're thinking of Sean O'Sullivan. No, wasn't he at the Panthers last season? Nah, Madden was a Tiger. Okay, maybe I'm tripping, but yeah, even at the Tigers, they didn't I get your your team. point's valid though. Yeah. Your point's 100 percent valid. Yeah. I just wanted to oh, get factual. He, he he almost signed with the Panthers. That's why. That's yeah. why I got um, Yeah, from there, Panthers uh, received a favorable, uh, an unfavorable decision, I should say, rather from the bunker. Uh, Adam G initially awarded a try to Scott Sorensen. This was overturned. A bit of drama surrounding this one. And in a week where groundings have debated a lot of the hemisphere, you look at Jaden Silver's try against East on, th- on Friday night. You look at Joe Alphahengawi's no try on Saturday. I am more lost than ever before about what is and isn't a knock-on, let me tell you. I will say I think this was the most obvious one of the three. I thought the ball rolled. Yeah, I agree too. Towards the line. So, you know, to me, that's not gone any day of the week. Yeah. Uh, luckily for Brisbane, you're able to hang on to half time, but you made the biggest mistake in the world after half time. You fell for a dummy from the chin himself. Yeah. It has offense. He doesn't throw them very often. So, mm-hmm. when he does throw them, you're not expecting it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I guess we're so focused on our edge defense, and we have been all season, that teams can just carve us in the middle if they can create some separation. That's another what happened. So. 100% right. That got to 14 nil. Uh, Reese, uh, you were denied a try through Reese Walsh in the 53rd minute of play after it was ruled Kobe Hebrington uh, lost the ball. In this one. Now, for my two cents worth, you got to have better ball control than that. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And, you know, like I said to you on Saturday, mm-hmm. I don't think Kobe's been at his best since coming back from injury. You know, he's, he's a player I like a lot, but I feel as though he really needs to impact the game more and need to cut down on those silly little mistakes like those costly knock-ons. Yeah, you were able to get back in the game, though. Nice try for Selwyn Cobo off the boot of one Reese Walsh. And the game was really dull from the rest of it. Uh, Cleary knocked over a field goal to ruin everyone's footy-tipping margins and get a 15-4 victory. The Panthers go into origin period with a bye, while the, the Broncos go to McLean Park in Napier to take on the Waz. Down on yeah, troops. Uh, a little bit. I mean... The good news is it looks like Rick Walsh is going to be left out of the origin side. Um, so we have him, which is excellent. We we have basically our whole spine intact. Um, 
I think we will be missing Haas, obviously. I think we will be missing Capewell um, with the police Lucy suspension. And I expect we'll also be missing Flegler. Yeah, I've um, seen a I've seen him being called into camp already. Yeah. Via the but, Korea Mail. Oh, and also Carrigan, obviously. Dude, you can't miss the big one. <laughs> How could I miss Big Paddy? <sighs> There's a lot of things you do miss in rugby league, but you can't miss Big Boy Paddy. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, we're down on troops, but at the same time, we have our spine intact. So, you know, with Reynolds, with Walsh and with Ezra, not so much Billy Walters and Corey Pace, but with the other three, I can be, I can go into the game somewhat confident. Yeah, I tend to agree, but I think the Warriors off the bye as well, wanting to make yeah. a statement in regional New Zealand. I think there's a lot of things that go right. Especially, for... especially with the history of Napier. I don't know if you know this, but this is basically round thirteen. It's the Warriors' own sort of Indigenous round, and Correct. the reason why the reason why the game's in Napier is because that's where Captain Cook had first contact with the Maori. So, ah, yeah, nice. Now the Warriors there's, have there's some historical significance there. Yeah, the, there has been one previous NRL match played here back in 2015, round 20. The Storm beat the Dragons by 22 points to 20 to, to four. Sorry, on that occasion in that game. But anyway, let's move on. Dragons 24 defeating Roosters 22 in Australia Jubilee Stadium on the homes of the Bagadjul and Bagadigal peoples. Um, look, let's just dissect this game very, very quickly and as pain-free as possible. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. First half, from the Roosters' point of view, we were like we've seen the last previous four halves of football. But the second half, something flicked. And all of a sudden, we play football that we know and love. I thought the addition of Nathan Brown was such a big boost. Really pleased he didn't get suspended. Um, which is good. Um, unlike another Roosters lock, I'm gonna have a go at in a minute. <coughs> Bradley. <laughs> However, a uh, really good signs from Teddy in that second half. I'm really disappointed that they scored that Hail Mary because no one's gonna talk about that one-on-one strip as I was telling you yesterday. Yeah, like that would have been one of the best tries of the year had it been the game winner. Uh, mm-hmm. But it wasn't, so it's not. Yeah, 100%. At 18 14, I sorry, it was sorry, at 16 14, I was kind of confident, but I was like, I've seen this movie before. This is not going to, it's going to come down to one dumb plan again. We don't complete our set. We let Jaden Sewell crash over in controversial circumstances, and they get to 18 16, and we're lucky to get the short kickoff back. We've got a repeat set. Luke Kiri put that cross kick up. I thought Suwaliti got a bit of an escort, but it didn't matter when Teddy went over to score, but we just didn't hang on at the end, and it. Broke my heart to just sit there in silence as the Dragons crashed over at the end. But you got to give it to this in George Illawarra side. Ryan Carr barely in the joint a week. And he was able to rally the troops and pull off an emotion charge victory against a Roosters side who are, I'm not going to say cooked, but struggling nonetheless. They're on the Red Rooster watch list, that's for sure. Um... Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Look, the Roosters are still probably one of the most interesting sides in the comp this year because 
even with the team they put out this week, even with the injuries to Sam Walker, to Joey Manu, no Jared Warrior Hargraves. Tupo still out, Watson still Tupo's, out. Yep, exactly. You still think they should have beat the Dragons. Even with the performance they dished up against the Panthers in round 11, you still think they should have beat the Dragons. But what is that now? What's that now? Three straight losses? Three straight losses. We lost, I think, four or five straight last year. Yeah. You know... I'm not pressing the the gigantic panic button yet. Yeah. I pressed the small small one. one. Small one. Yeah. Um, But I think this buy period comes at a really good time for us. Yeah, it does. Because it gives you a chance, I assume... Uh, Robbo's going to give a, the players a couple of days off, but he probably won't give them a full week. No, not a full uh, week off. They, they've got to yeah. do some fucking work. Yeah. Um, Send Victor Radley see... down for um, the Bondi to Kuji run twice. <laughs> uh, but it will be interesting to see what side uh, Robbo comes out with in round 14 because you should have Joey Manu back from injury. You should have Daniel Torpo back from injury. You should have Warrior Hargraves back from injury. Sam Walker, Walker will race the clock. As well. He'll be racing um, the clock. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, you've got the Radley suspension now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so when's, when's Watson due back? I think July. Okay. So he's He'll not too far away either. Free. He's not too far away either now. Um, he's back but, to full running. But you have to start getting some wins under your belt, especially with how close the competition is this year. You know, don't, don't look, don't look now, AJ, but you're only four points ahead of the wooden spoon. We've got to buy next week. Still. That makes me feel, it's a tight ass comp when you put it like that. Fuck, it's yeah, tight. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, you Jesus, know, it's tight. <laughs> you, you've got to string a couple of wins together now. I think this origin period, you know, even without Tedesco and, you know, whatever other couple of players you lose, Lindsay Collins, etc., you need to really bunker down and get some wins under your pile. I don't think there's any excuses at this point. No, I 100% agree. But also factor in Brandon Smith's injury. That's another cruel yeah. blow. Yes. But uh, you were probably you were laughing at me on the train when I said we're going to have to get used to the Jake Durbin experience. Mm. But to be honest have. with you, to be honest with you, service will pick up a little bit out of nine. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm not looking forward to the 30 minutes we have to play Voldemort in the side, Mr. Drew Hutchison. But look, I could deal with Hutch as long as he's not in the centers. Uh, Victor Radley, um, give me a moment here to... Yeah, I cannot, I cannot defend this dickhead anymore. I just can't. I give you chance after chance. I've defended you all year and just say, oh, it's about effort. It's about this and that. But yeah, come on, dude. You're testing me feckin' patience. Every single week, it's either a loss of temper, a stupid penalty, a brain explosion like that. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You're not safe anymore because you just signed that contract extension. Robbo's too scared to drop you, so you think it's too easy. Pull your head out of your ass. It's not hard. Just knuckle down, go get your tackles, and play Roosters football. Like, fucking hell, how hard is it? Hmm. Sitting there every week watching him play, 
it's like friggin' a high-pitched toddler screaming in my face. Nice description, I reckon. Rant over, let me tell you. But anyway, full yeah. credit to the Dragons. Benny Hunt, Terrell Sloan, you were outstanding. Uh, anyone else you want to give a rep to? Do we want to give a rep to he whose name cannot mention? Um, I mean, he had a solid game, didn't he? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. 46 tackles, yeah. uh, 150 running meters. Jaden Sewell was huge. I thought Josh Kerr off the bench really lifted his game. Um, really wanted to see more out of Kiachman. But I think the time when he was on, and also Jaden Sullivan, I think, didn't really get much of a go out there. Um, he joins Nico Hines this week at only having one post-contact meter. Yeah, but the difference is Hines was fitted on the winning team. <laughs> I was looking for a positive, mate, let me tell you. But anyway, <laughs> we are moving on now to CFC taking on Parramatta. Parramatta 36 defeating Rabbitohs 12 on the land of the Gallagher and the Gallagher. Excuse me. Bidigal Peoples at uh, the home of the Sydney Roosters, Allianz Stadium. Had to, had to get in the badge. Had to get the badge to, in. Had to get the badge in. Trust me. You, you and uh, Excuse me for a second, Reese, because I've got something to say here. Um, you claim that you want to move to Allianz Stadium. That's nice. At least try and pack the joint. Don't pull 27,000 and think, oh, this stadium is ours now. No, it's not. You got a shit record there in the regular season. Trell went missing. Predictable at Allianz. But yeah. Um, Parramatta, I was really surprised by their performance. I thought a couple of players really had a point to prove. Dylan Brown. First and foremost, mate, that was outstanding. Mitchell Moses, four try assists. But what about that forward pack, mate? Let's go through the pack here. All right. So, Wiramu Grieg, seven, 17 carries. No, sorry, 19 carries, 201 meters. Junior Barlow, 18 carries, 207 meters. Bryce Cardright, 12 carries, 106 meters. Jermaine Hopgood, 12 carries, 122 meters. Okahithi Ogden, 11 carries, 132 meters. Ryan Madison, 9 carries, 117 meters. Free injury. Toa. Pre-injury, too. Back in East Nakatoa, 15 carries, 164 metres. They just socked one of the better forward packs in the league in the mouth. Big time, let me tell you. And then you look at the other side. Sele, 12 for 138. Totola, 9 for 90. Chikia, 9 for 95. Murray, 12 for 105. Arrow, 16, 159. Saluka, 7 for 82. And Liam Knight, 4 for 42. So you're 100% right. They smacked him in the mouth. They got South Sydney exactly where they wanted to. Um, some pretty dire discipline, I thought. Uh, 6-1 penalty count against him says it all, doesn't it? Mm, it does. Um, and like you said with the troll going missing, another key point is that whereas every other outside back had over 100 metres on South Sydney, the troll mm -hmm. only 61. Mm -hmm. He's supposed to be the lifeblood of this team. But it seems as though he only appears in big games and, and in these quote-unquote small games where he doesn't turn up, all of a sudden they start losing. Mm-hmm, 100%. Right, my friend. And you look at, like, Liam Knight, for instance. He got pinned for 
back chat. And I, I put a tweet up thanks to our friend MacChuck81 to sum up Liam Knight. <laughs> <laughs> Liam Knight loves a spray, whether it's to the ref or with some air regard to himself trying to avoid an RBT. Oh, that's some good areas. That is some good areas. Yeah, thanks to hashtag Robbo out. MacTruck81 with the tweet of the week. <laughs> Good bloke on Twitter too. We love him here at the league scene. Uh, what was I going to say? Damien Cook uh, did his origin chances. No harm. Seven carries, 67 metres. But as we'll get on with the Tigers, I think that Tigers display probably rules him out of an origin jumper. Yeah, especially if the Blues are going to find a way to fit Nico Hines in the squad you can't really afford to carry two hookies. So, you know, it's tough for Cookie. I think we criticised him a little bit at the start of the season, but mm-hmm. I think he's bounced back really well. Um, but, you know, Origin is very cutthroat. It and is cutthroat. Yeah, if, if you're not one of, you know, maybe the 20 best in the state, your chances greatly diminish. Yeah, 100%. It looks like um, also, we'll get to it later, but it looks like Campbell Graham's going to miss out on a starting spot as well, which is a bit of a shame yeah, for Campbell. that surprises me. That surprises me, to be honest. But you I look thought... at the way Turbo played today. Like, you're not going to oh, pass obviously. up that, Archer. Obviously, obviously. But, like, you know, by the same token, I think you have to reward consistency. And... It's a, it's a very similar situation from last year, isn't it? You know, Campbell Graham had been more consistent leading up to Origin, but Katoni Staggs had that big push, and he got the nod for game one. Be so. interesting to see how Fitler knows that New South Wales side named at 8am. We'll have our predicted lineup at the end of the show. Anything else on this game before we move on to Super Saturday? Um, No, not really. I think we've covered it all. I'll just say it's now the um, it's now Dillian Stadium. I like the independent name. I really like it. Uh, Sharks 26 defeating Newcastle 6 at CEX, Coffs International Stadium in Coffs Harbour, the home of the Gumbag and the Gear people. Uh, I'm really trying my best to get the, the place names correct. So if I've got any wrong, please correct us. We appreciate being right. I just think it's important that we honour the traditional custodians hmm. of the land this week. Yeah, 100%. Uh, on the game, uh, and I think I saw a nice thing from Cronulla on Twitter. They renamed themselves the Karanulla Sharks this week. Yeah. Uh, Scott, yeah, there were a lot of... Um, it's it's a shame that the only place that did that is also the place that rioted because of multiculturalism. Um, but Oh, the Roosters yeah. changed theirs as well. They put theirs to Gadigal. Okay. I Fair think enough. a couple of teams did it. But anyway, on to the game. Uh, Will Kennedy, we questioned his uh, lack over the last couple of weeks. He was good at the back. Uh, I did the running meters for this. 16 runs, 181 meters, 49 post contact. He was immense. Uh, I thought their forwards really got on top of them, all up over 100 meters. Uh, their starting back, even Wade Graham had over 100 meters, which is surprising, let me tell you. Um, Tommy Hazelton, four runs for 74 metres, including that line break. He was flying up the centre of the field. But Connor Tracy has got to be the best non-regular first grader 
out there. Jesus Christ, you're stealing from the mole. How have you gotten so low? Seriously, AJ. Oh, did the mole say that? Yeah. I haven't seen the mole this week. I've been busy oh, working. so low. Jesus, AJ. Like, legitimately, like, I've been... You know I've been working. Gutter fucking journalism. Hey, you at least I don't death write someone's family don't apologise for 12 months. True. You're worse than Soberdan. All right, come on. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that. Right, but in all seriousness, you're 100% right. Like... He is that player this year. If there was an award for, you know, plug-in player of the year, he'd win mm-hmm. it unanimously. Like he has just been every single time the Sharks have needed him, he's stepped up and delivered in a big way. He has. He has a big time, and I think that's one area of the Sharks where they've been doing well this year. Their back five have been immense coming out of yardage. They've been really, really solid. Uh, I really... Uh, again, Kennedy was great. One line break, try assist, a line break assist, a try. Ten tackle breaks. He was immense. Uh, as far as tackles concerned, Moyler got through a mountain of work. Only the one miss. Uh, Teague Wilden, I thought, was tidy. Uh, Braden Hamlin, well, eh? great to see him back early from injury. Uh, Oregon Kafusi, Royce Hunt, I think I mentioned them already. They were good. Uh, their edges, I thought they were good. I think Teague Wilden, we saw, we saw that rise. I think we're starting to see the plateau a little bit at the moment with Teague. Yeah, but to be fair, if 13-123 is the plateau, I think you take that if you're the Sharks. You know? He is, even Fidoe, he's a good player. Very good player. Honour to Newcastle Knights. Um, I think everyone in the league world was holding their breath when KP was forced from the field, weren't you? Yeah, it was one of those instances where it's sort of like, shit. Yeah, I feel like I've got a turn. <laughs> no, you're 100% right. It was it was scary. And luckily, he was able to pass his HIA. He was back. He scored a try. Got the Knights back in the contest. Uh, and then I thought... Let me just get my thought back. I think Lockie Miller is struggling to find himself a role now that KP's back. That's a fair shout, yeah. Like, I, think. I, I make that point because when KP wasn't there, he was the focal point of the attack. He was getting into the positions KP was. Now that KP is back and he's able to, and Ponga is able to move side to side around the ball, I think you're seeing Lockie Miller not have the same level of impact or is being nullified by opposition teams. Which one do you think it is? I think it's a bit of both. I think it's the fact that teams are sort of building up to that sort of anti-Ponga game plan. And you sort of see Lockie Miller fit into that sort of Ponga role on the other side of the field. So teams can be prepared for that and take it down. Um, but yeah, also I think just the fact he's not getting the ball in those first receiver situations, you know, I don't like to compare League to Union because they are two very different games. But getting that ball in first receiver is definitely something that would benefit him a lot more in Union. That would be something he's used to. Okay, so... I've got something to back my theory up here. So I've got touch counts from games 
since KP came back. And yep. so he had touch counts higher, 47 and 52 in games KP wasn't in the side. Game And so in games KP wasn't in the side, 47, 52, 30, 27. The 27 is an outlier because that was the game Penrith had about 60% possession. So from there, against the Cows, KP, I think, played half a game. Correct me yeah, if I'm half wrong. the game. Yep, correct. He's had 36 touches, 34 touches, 30, 23 touches, and 30 touches in the last four matches. That's kind of small. Smaller yeah. output. So he needs to get himself a bit more involved, Lockie Miller, in my opinion. But elsewhere in this night side, it was a bit of an unhappy day for everyone. Else, I mean, Marju did Marju things, carried the ball like a train and a cane out of yardage. Uh, Saifidi, I thought, was really good in the middle. Uh, he and Jaysaf, solid. Um, I'm really starting to see, not see the purpose of Jack Everington starting. Look at those meters. Look at those runs. Look at those meters. Mm. Not a pretty sight, is it? Nope. It is. Four carries for 37 metres in 34 minutes. Nearly a metre a minute. Exactly, but <laughs> when, you're starting, when you're a starting front thrower, that is not good at all. And it would just make a lot more sense for Jaysaf to start. I think, they, I think the impact works well with Jaysaf off the bench. So even if you go up to a bloke like Leo Thompson and say, hey, you can do that, Move Gamble or maybe move Elliot or Matty Croker to 13. I think that works better. But I really don't know how to get the best out of that situation for them. It's going to be an interesting one, let me tell you. Uh, yeah. Moving on to one of the positives of the round. West Tigers 66 defeating the Cowboys 18 at Leichhardt Oval on the home of the Wangal people. What? Wow. wow. <laughs> The fuck? <laughs> uh, if, if you saw this coming, you're either Rasputin or a liar. So. <laughs> you could predict the Tigers win, but did you expect 66-18 to 18 to not only be a Skorigami, but be on the NRL bingo card in 2023? <laughs> For the Tigers? Definitely not. Definitely not. Uh, but... I will say, I think the most impressive thing about this game wasn't the Tigers' big win. It wasn't the score of Garvey. It was the fact that the goal kickers went 11 for 11. And that's despite the Tigers, towards the end of the game, going full under eight and giving everyone a goal kick. Where was Twalies? <laughs> he would have he messed up. <laughs> but anyway, let's get through this. <laughs> oh my god, I've got to give some flowers to some individual players first. Jareem the Dream. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. One of my one of my colleagues in the newsroom is a Tigers fan. Oh what a man. He, he yeah, we spoke today, he was still hungover after last night. Don't blame me. Started at 4 a.m., the great bloke. Um, but 
yeah, he basically was just singing the praises of Dream Ballway. And I brought up a stat that I found today. Mm-hmm. Um, in Dane Laurie's entire rookie season, so you know how he had what's regarded as one of the better rookie seasons in Tigers history. At yep. He had four tri-assists. Oh, sorry, eight tri-assists. Not bad. Okay. Not bad at all. Dream Uller, in his first five games of NRL, already has four tri-assists. Wow, eh? And you know something... We said in our preseason podcast about having Dane Laurie run on the inside of those inside balls. Yeah. Jareem is just substituting quite nicely there. That last try, talk about poetry in motion. Uh, I thought I was watching the 2010s Melbourne Storm. Not 2010, they, they were over, over the cap. They still had the outside-inside going. They just weren't yeah. getting points from it. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's true. But I thought, yeah, big time. Um, we need to figure out who possessed Stafford Tower earlier this season. Yes. 12 tackle breaks. Five line breaks. Phenol. Phenol. And is also now the um, father of Valentine Holmes. Yes, he was. Again, for lack of a better term, bloody brilliant. <laughs> he was so, good, let me tell you. Yeah. Um, but I will say, it's interesting to hear the one rumour that's not going away. And I don't know if you've heard this, AJ, but being in a newsroom, I get all the little whispers. And this one, came to, me, this one came to me from a certain D wide line. Um, so, obviously take this with a grain of salt because we don't know anything true yet, but he said there's been a lot of rumours going around that Todd Payton might step down after this season. Sorry, not Todd Payton. Sorry, Tim Sheen. It's the wrong coach. Um, I don't know how I made that mistake, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Because he just simply struggles to relate to the playing group, given how much younger they are than him. Um, mm-hmm. So that, that's the rumour going around. Obviously, the Tigers have the succession plan in place, and Tim Sheen would still be a part of the Tigers organization to help mentor Benji Marshall when he steps into the head coaching role, whether that's at the end of this this season or at the end of next season. Um, but it's definitely something interesting to watch. It is something interesting to watch. And I think Junior Tupo, great Stefano. He was great. I did hear on the grapevine he is going to be in the extended squad. Yep, second year in a row for him. So... Yeah, he's great. Clem, great. Johnny Bateman, outstanding. Uh, the whole team was outstanding. Let's just get that straight out of the way. But uh, 11 tries. Luke Brooks's 200th game. He was great. Uh, what do you make of Tim Sheens' post-game comments about people on Twitter telling them to shut the fuck up and de- deactivate their accounts? <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to deactivate my account, but I'll learn after the fact that I criticised Luke Brooks. But I do think there's a difference between you know, criticising his performances on the footy field and criticising him as a person because of those performances. <laughs> 100%, I, my friend. I, I, yeah, I just hope I haven't crossed that line. So, okay. 
You haven't been caught out by Buzz yet like you were with Jake Arthur. You've done well. <laughs> uh, Appy Corusau next on the list for praise. Uh, free try assists, free line break assists, and it appears he has won the New South Wales 9 jumper. Mm. Brad Fiddler actually making a change to the squad that lost last year. What a shock. You must be breathing a little heavy now. <laughs> Mate. We have Harry Grant and Ben Parker. True. Very true. But I want to go to the Cowboys. What did we fucking witness? Like, this is the same side, by maybe one or two players, the same side that was headed shoulders above most teams in the comp last year. And you produce that? That display? Like, what the fuck? What was that? I think there has to be some serious conversation about whether or not last season led to a player burnout. And more specifically, the coaching style displayed last season led to a player burnout, led to fatigue, and has led to just that overall drop of production. That seemed to fall into this sort of place where they've had players go from having career years in 2022 to being almost unpickable in 2023. I think the Cowboys are in a similar predicament to the Roosters. Like, you've got that World Cup fatigue in there, but then on top of it, you have the overworking of last year's pre-season. You've got all of that starting to get into the legs of some of their players, and that's a big concern for mine. They brought Luciano Lua back early, and that edge was cooked all night. That edge was horrible for the Cowboys. Absolutely horrible. And Helam Luki got made a scapegoat with 22 tackles and eight misses. But there are other big names there that should have also been in line for a bit of an early mark. And I'm looking straight at you, Valentine Holmes. Mm. Like, come on, man. That was... You got bathed by a bloke that was in New South Wales Cup less than a month ago. It's origin in two weeks' time. Origin. You're yeah. going to be up against Latrell or Turbo. Like, what the fuck? you got to be pretty concerned, mate. Obviously, I am. But, you know, and hopefully Val's one of those Dan Gagai-type players where it doesn't matter how shit they are in the NRL. They just always turn up for origin. Um, but... Man, the Cowboys have to be counting down the days until they get Jason Tamalolo back from injury. But even that, I don't know if it saves them. I don't think it saves them at all. Like, you think one player is going to... I mean, we, we spoke last year when the Broncos got thrashed. One player does not fix this mess. One player does not fix the total lack of effort on defense. I mean, let's be real. They had 35% of the football. But the way they just capitulated at the end, like it was how, it was five tries in the last 20. Well, the commentary team was talking about after the Cowboys, the Cotter try, bring it back to 36-18. The commentary team's talking about how, you know, there could be a comeback here. And then in those last, what, 15 minutes of the game, the Tigers score 30 points. I wasn't expecting it. I mean, it's good to see... Guys like Nofaluma in form again. 
And I think the Cowboys made it personal after last year's, you know, debacle. Hmm. But, um, yeah, it's the interesting one. Moving on now, Dolphins v. Bron- uh, Storm. 24-16 win for the Storm at the, land, at the home of the Yagara and Terrible People at Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane. Uh, the Storm were good. Felice Cafusi deciding to be an absolute lol cow in the first, was it seconds of play? Minutes. Minute. I think it was just after the one-minute mark. Yeah, minute 50 he was binned. So they immediately could see to try. The Dolphins got themselves back in the game post-bin, but the Storm just had the momentum in that first half, didn't they? Yeah, it was just a regular performance by the Melbourne Storm, all things considered. We've seen that so many times. Uh, yeah, they just, you know, stepped up when they had to and delivered. You know, they took advantage of the one-man advantage they took advantage when it was 13 on 13. It didn't matter to them. Big time, my friend. And they had uh, Ellie Katoa went over for his first try in Storm Colors. Remus Smith looked good in the first half. Um, they allowed the um, Dolphins back in the game. But I think also we need to acknowledge that Isaiah Katoa had his first NRL bed shit. Pulled Not after surprised. 50 minutes. Yeah. Not surprised it came against the Bellamy coach team, to be fair. Yeah, you know, but Milf looks good in half an hour. Yeah, I mean, you know, he, he has the legs advantage in that situation. You know, how many times have I said he should be in that bench role? True. So, True. Yeah, so I think it just gives them a good advantage to bring him on towards the end of the game and just run at the tired middle forwards. It's what yeah. his natural game is. He doesn't have to overthink things. You know, it's good for Milk. Uh, Dolphins able to pick up two tries in the end of the game to make the scoreline a bit close, but the, the Storm victory was never in doubt. Uh, some injury concerns. Cameron Munster looks like he had a rib problem. Uh, he looks set to play. Um, Nelson Asafa Solomona left the game, then I think came back. From memory, I mean, I... Yeah, I've I've worked long shifts doing the stats, so if I miss anything, yeah. I am completely sorry. <laughs> You're all good, AJ. You're all good. Uh, Nick Meany looked good at the back. Um, Jerome Hughes, two try assists. I thought that try for Munster where he saw Hammer out of the line. Vintage play from Jerome, wasn't it? It was. It's something we haven't really seen him do this season, just take control of the attack and guided in the direction he wants it to go. You know, he's done a lot of deferring to Cameron Munster, and when Munster wasn't there, he was a, the song were a little bit rudderless. Um, but it's good to see Jerome Hughes snap back, especially in the time when Melbourne needed with Origin coming up. Big time, my friend. Um, for the Finns, um, where was it? I wanted to touch on a player. Oh, no, Felice Cafusi charged grade two careless eye tackle. Unless the Dolphins are stupid enough to appeal it, he'll miss three weeks in Origin 1. Mm. Billy looked a bit pissed at him on the footy show this morning. I don't know. You have to keep it measured. And Cafusi went very much over the top. Yeah, so. Reminded me of a certain rooster. It's not a bad shout. 
Uh, moving on to Sunday football now. And this is where most of our attention will be as far as the officiating is concerned. Bulldogs 20, Titans 18 at Agcourt Stadium, the home of the Baramakal and Wangal peoples. Um, first and foremost, the Titans blew it again. A fucking gain, mate. Never gets old. Never gets old. So, interesting enough, AJ. All right. A few weeks ago, we had the Queen's Grand Slam, where all four Queensland teams won. Now we've had no Queensland teams win this week. The reverse, uh, the Uno reverse cards in pool. <laughs> the World so, of Rugby League. Yeah, the Titans looked good to start the game. David Fafida at his rampaging best. You've got to be loving it going into State of Origin, let me tell you. Mm, it, he looked spectacular. Like, that was one of the best games I've seen Fafida play. Uh, Is that just because was... you captained him in Supercoach and he looked good? Yes, exactly. But still, <laughs> still, you know, he, he got that try. He came away with a sneaky try assist as well. Mm-hmm. So he looked really good. And like you said, right Indeed. on the origin, you know, there's been a lot of people saying, you know, there's sort of three back rowers. But now you've taken away one of the back rowers through suspension. It's pretty clear it's just going to be Capewell and Fafida. So... This is a massive chance for him to stake his claim. 100%. Uh, For the Titans as well, uh, I was really... I mean, I was doing a Q Cup game at the same time, but I have the power of multitasking. Uh, Mo Fodawaka looks good. I mean, if that's another potential option for Slater. Um, Team up to Mo Ali. Uh, Let's go through it. Uh, There was an alleged hip drop, which... From what I see on Twitter, wasn't a hip drop against Reed Marnie, am I correct? Yeah, it was a very interesting call of a hip drop where basically he sort of came down on his front. Like he didn't lead with the side of the hip, he sort of just came down with his front. He sort of came down between the legs of Kino as well. So Jesus, that's bizarre. Yeah. Green uh, Smart just put it on report. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was an interesting one. I haven't seen that before. Yeah, um, but off the next play, bumpers up. What do we what do we think of this one, my friend? What do we think of Tino? Was it a raised elbow? Are we overthinking these situations? What are you thinking, mate? Look, there's so many props in the league that do that raised arm when they run. You think Fisher Harris, you think Atsopa Sol Ramona. You know, you, in my opinion, you have to get out of the game because eventually someone's going to get knocked out. And that could be a star halfback in the grand final. And you know that's the last thing the NRL wants. Yep. So, you know, if you don't work that sort of stuff out of the game, front rowers are going to keep doing it. Yeah, I thought he was very lucky to stay on the field there, Mr. Fasul Malawawi. Uh, but the Titans were able to go to a 14-0 lead, as we mentioned. Uh, the Dogs able to hit back with two quick tries after halftime. And this was sort of the Bulldogs we thought we'd get. Jay Cabarillo crossing, and then Addo Carr doing a bit of hot potato. It was really good to see from him. Yeah, it was. It was, you know, just a very fast start for the Dogs, which they needed. But it looked like they weren't going to be able to capitalise on it. Yeah. 
but they were able to in the back end of the game. Jacob Kiros crossing off a kick, and then Jaden Ockerbore, the most unlikeliest hero in a Canterbury jumper, let me tell you. <laughs> Fucking Ockerbore, but he did it. Uh, Carlo Lawapu, first game in the six jumper. What did you make of Mr. Oluwapu's debut? Starting debut. Starting debut, sorry, mate. Get, get, get it right, AJ. We're a politically correct podcast. <laughs> um, look, I thought it was all right. Didn't have too much of an impact on the game. Um, not off the top of my head, but I'm pretty certain the old touch test would go heavily in favour of Maddie Burden. Uh, I've got it here. Do you want me to do it? Yeah, go ahead. It's closer than you think. Burden 39, Oluwapu 37. Oh, wow. Okay, I'll take that back. He had a very quiet game. <laughs> and if we look at the assists, Burden did have two try assists, though. So quality over quantity. Yeah, exactly. But Burden also had five tackle breaks. He also had a line break. So, Two force dropouts. Couple offloads as well. So, good yeah, game for him. Just getting that quality in. Very good uh, game for Oluwapu defensively, though, passed the litmus test easily. 28 tackles, only two misses, free and effective. And I think there was a monster shot on Kieran Foran as well, from what I saw mm, yes. very briefly. Uh, Tavita Pangai Jr.'s name will come up very prominently thanks to some big breaking news which has just come in regarding state of origin. Ooh, what's the word? Jake Trebojevic has ruled himself out. Excuse me? Jake, it's uh, just on the Daily Telegraph. Jake Trebojevic has ruled himself out of origin selection with a reoccurrence of a calf injury. The Blues are poised to drop a bombshell with Bulldogs enforcer Tavita Pangai Jr. set to make his origin debut. Wowzers. We'll put that up on our league scene Twitter page immediately as the program goes, as we're recording, essentially. <laughs> like AJ said, multitasking. Multitasking. After the Titans, though, another blowing lead, Justin Holbrook is on the skid and he decides to make a rookie winger the only one accountable. <laughs> He's got to go. He has got to go. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he's making the same sort of moves that Griffin made in his last couple of weeks of the Dragons. By the way, I was bang on with that two-week over-under, wasn't I? <laughs> we were. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you know, it just always sticks out to me. The Titans were poised to sack Holbrook last year. And mm -hmm. they decided against it at the last minute to give him one more chance. And even with a few wins under their belt this year, they're still doing the same stuff. The same blown leads that got them in trouble last year. Yeah, it's a interesting one, let me tell you. Moving on. Uh, Manly 42 defeating Raiders 14 at GIA Stadium in Canberra at the home of the Nagano people. Um, Turbo and Schuster are back. Wowzers. Josh Schuster, we were not familiar with your game. See? Mark Carroll is good at something. Training people and making them lose weight. 
Just don't put him in a commentary box, though. Please, for the love of fucking God, don't do that. <laughs> no, no, we don't need it. Spoiler, um, that's my lol cow this week. Okay, well, we might as well just say it here. Give, you, give us your lol cow. No, I'm waiting for the end. I'm okay. waiting for the end. <laughs> Tradition but, is the main thing with you. Let's go through Joshy Schuster. Free dry assists, free line break assists, only the one tackle break, eight runs, 51 metres, 45 touches of the football. This is the manly Josh Schuster that I thought we would never see. I'm mad I left him on my non-playing reserves at Supercoach. Me too. Me too. Oh, man. Incredible doesn't get this right, does it? Like... He, Turbo, even DCE. He changed the game when he started getting in touch with the ball. Yep, did. 100% he did. Um... But um, the play of the ball speed, though, of 6.88 seconds is diabolical. <laughs> yeah. It seems like he's hurt every time he gets tackled with how long it takes him to get up and play it. Yeah. Uh, for comparison on the touch count, he only had seven less touches than DCE. Wow. That's actually really close. Mm-hmm. I'm actually taken aback by that. I thought it'd be a lot further, but it's clear that Seabold really trusts him. So, you know, full full credit to him. I think he's earned his role in the team, and I expect him to continue to deliver going forward. Mm-hmm. 100%, is, my is friend. There any, is there anything else you want me to add to that? No, that's it. I mean, their forwards I thought were good as well. Uh, Peseka was huge today. Bulbamore huge. Samela Fainu. Uh, we weren't familiar with your game either, blood. That was good. Uh, Gerbo, the numbers can be explained with the flare-up of that calf injury post-game. Uh, for Canberra, uh, I'm just going to... I did the defensive stats, and I'm going to let them do the stalking. Talking, sorry, not stalking. I'm not uh, Sam Burgess at Billy Smith's house. <laughs> Still that one comes from a mile away. Um, Matt Tomoko, I love you, and I just brought you into my super coach team, but missing nine tackles, mate, no go. Sorry, missing seven tackles, sorry, is no go. Um, who else? Uh, Whitehead was solid. Hudson Young did his origin chances, no harm. Papa Lee was good after the announcement of his rep retirement. What is with the waters in Canberra about representative retirement? Let me tell you. Um, I think Ricky, Ricky Stewart might have tapped on the shoulder, to be honest. Because that's two now. Yeah, uh, Corey Horsburgh. Origin material, or are we saving that for later? I think we'll just hold it for a little bit. But, but yeah, for is, the Raiders, though... In really good form. For the Raiders, though, I think there's more questions than answers here. 42-14 on home soil. Ugh, that's their second first, biggest... First, that's their first second big thrashing. First loss since round six as well. Yeah. And to have it in that fashion, it's not a good look. It's not good at all. And I think round five was their 53 to 12 defeat. Another yeah. big home defeat. They take on South Sydney on uh, Saturday at Acor Stadium. I think it's going to be interesting to see how they handle that one. But anything you want to touch on on this game before we take a look at the ladder? I'll just 
you know, sort of adds with the little scuffle after the um, Schuster try. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, I'm starting to think the Raiders are a little bit unlikable. <laughs> like, they, I can't explain it, but, you know, between Ricky Stewart, between Hudson Young, you know, with how some of their fans have treated Jack Whiteson after the news he's leaving. You know, I just sort of think that they're erring on the side of, you know, being a couple of C-bombs. So, yeah, that's that's all I'll add. But when you're down by as much as they were, cop it on the chin. Don't be a sore loser. No need to have those antics. Yeah, big time. Big time, my friend. Indeed, let's take a look at the ladder. At the conclusion of round 12, the Penrith Panthers, South Sydney Rabbitohs, Cronulla, Brisbane, and Melbourne are all tied on 16 points in that order on four and against. On 14 points and in the eight, you have the Finns, Warriors, and Raiders. That is, a count, that is counting by points, thanks to League Unlimited. Outside the eight on 13 points is Manly. Then on 12, you've got the Titans and the Roosters. Knights on 11. On 10 points each, you have Parramatta, North Queensland, Canterbury. West Tigers in 16th. And just like we predicted at the start of the year, the Dragons in last. <laughs> wow, this is hard comp. Yeah. Uh, on to the lower grade report now. Uh, starting in the New South Wales Cup, Paramount 26, Rabideau 16, Isaac Lumi Lumi grabbing a double, uh, Peter Mamazellis picking up a try for South Sydney, Richie Kennard, the best performer, along with Mamazellis. Uh, Luke Moretti ran for 190 metres. Many Luke Ritt tackled 46 times. Jaden Yates was another good player on the ground. Uh, Penrith 40, Magpies 10. Luke Garner picking up a first half double. Liam Henry running for 238 metres. Sean Bloor, the pick of a bunch in a badly beaten Magpies side, who had two players simbined in the second half. Uh, Jets 40, Newcastle 12. Uh, big performance from Sam Stone Street on the edge. Dane Orker-Falau and Bailey Hodgson were good in a badly beaten side. Uh, Braden Trindle, great, having four try assists and three line break assists. What is this man doing in cup? Someone needs to sign him. Someone needs to sign him. He's this year's Sean O'Sullivan. Not wrong. Uh, Newcastle, they're playing Adam Clune. He's easily their best in an awful side, let's just say that. Uh, yeah. Dragons 42, Roosters 22. Billy Burns picked up a hat trick today for North Sydney. Uh, for the Roosters, um, not a lot here. From what I heard, Nafu White again was outstanding along with Siwa Wong. Uh, they played a couple of young Jersey Fleck guys on debut today, including Hugo Savala and Phoenix Steinwhite. Steinwhite picking up a try, so good on him. Uh, Raiders v Blacktown Workers. Blacktown Workers 19, Raiders 12. Bit of an upset there. Uh, bad news for Manly. Gordon Camp come Tom. Uh, was injured in the first half. He came back on, though, which is good news, and finished out the match. We like him. Yeah, uh, for the Raiders, they had a back line of Xavier Savage, Nick Kotrich, Brad Morkos, Harley Smith-Shields, Utila Asamua, Matt Frawley, and Brad Schneider, and still lost. Wow. Not good, eh? 
no, that's a lot of talent in that back line to be losing against what two two Blacktown have. Uh Blacktown had Austin Diaz, Morgan Boyle. That was the big names in their pack. Oh Jesus Christ. They had an edge combination of Harper and Tui Pilotu. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hang on. Now I can actually celebrate a win this week for the Roosters. Bears 24, Bulldogs 22. And if you haven't seen my Twitter already, mate, Junior Piaga bagged four choice. Oh, mate. He, he has to be in the spot. Like, I don't know who you drop for him, but... Easy, Paulo. Okay, yeah, there you go. Drop Paulo, bring Piaga. Does that make Junior Piaga the all-round leading choice oh, scorer now? Let me have a look. Pardon? shouldn't be too far off if he isn't. No. Leading try scorer is Junior Piagra on 14, thanks to the folk at Rugby League Project, who put these results in as they happen. Legends. Legends. Thank you. And again, we just send our appreciation to Andrew Sean and the team. Even Timmy, who's our editor at League Unlimited, he's joined their team this year, and he's inputting these results as they happen. Absolute bloody legends at LU. We what LU and RLP? What do we do without them? Hey, for nerds like us, they're just both gold mines, paradise. Just gold mines. Exactly right. Looking at the ladder at the conclusion of round twelve of the KOE New South Wales Cup, Bears on top on twenty, a three point gap over the Jets and the Warriors. Bulldogs on sixteen, Raiders fifteen, Panthers fourteen, Blacktown Workers and Parramatta on thirteen. West's 12, uh, St. George Laura 11, South's 10, Roosters 6, and the Knights on uh, four points in last position. Moving on to Reese's Neck of the Woods, the Host Plus Cup. And I did the, um, you know how I had to start at 9am this morning? Yep. I did um, Blake Moses' game, so I could give you the Ooh. full rundown on how we played. Ooh. Let's hear it. We'll get to it when we get to it. Uh, Seagulls 54, Jets 14. Awani Saluni, he picked up four tries. Linda McGrady kicked nine from nine in a slaughter. Toby Sexton was great as well from all reports, putting more pressure on Tana Boyd. Uh, Winner Manly, 28, Hunters, 14. Uh, Hunters scored three tries in the last 15 minutes as the Winner Manly side nearly choked a 28-0 lead, Reese. Oh, Christ. <laughs> Um, Tyson Smoothie made 47 tackles. Uh, Dean Mariner had a 25% tackle efficiency rate. So, you sure he's the next man up? Did we get Quay Wood back? Maybe, mate. Uh, the Hunters have no one of NRL note apart from uh, Roderick Ty. He played a couple of games in the trials of the Dolphins. He picked up two of those late tries. Uh, Bears 40, Clydesdales 26. Um, what do we have here? Um, Kamamalo picked up a double. Keanu Keeney ran for 260 metres. Uh, he was immense from all reports. Uh, Guy Hamilton as well was good, along with Sammy Saluma. For the Clydesdales, the pick of the bunch was uh, winger Mitchell Watson and Bessie Tamunga. Uh, Capra's 26, Falcons 26. Uh, you can tell it's uh, reserve grade when Year of Our Lord 
2023, Jaden Nikarimu scoring four tries. What's that so funny? Because <laughs> oh. we know how he plays in first grade. Yes, but it's great to see him back on the footy his hands, to be fair. It is very good, let me tell you. Um, so far, Longo was good as well. Um, but yeah, interesting game, that one. Four Simbids in that game, too. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. Referee had as much control as Ashley Klein does. Less, somehow. <laughs> uh, Dolphins 52, uh, Cutters 10. Uh, good news, mate. Uh, our man Mason Teague scored a try. Hey, good shit. And he had two line breaks as well. He needs to be back in the NRL side sooner rather than later. With uh, Kafusi's suspension and a couple of origin picks, I think he might be there for their next game. Uh, Valence Defale had a bit of a quieter game than normal. Uh, only ran the ball seven times, but he did have 108 metres. Uh, four of the cutters, they have no NRL affiliates, so we're not going to talk too much. Pride 28, uh, Pride 12, sorry, Magpies 28. Tristan Saylor was huge today for, for South Slogan. Uh, Pereira was good as well. I know you're keeping tabs on him. Uh, ben Takura and Logan bayless Brow were good. Uh, Blake Moser picked up a double and got through 21 tackles, only one missing free and effective tackle. So good stuff from Moser today. That's very solid. I was, I was doing those stats double and triple checking for your boy. <laughs> oh, mate. Love ya. Love ya. I'll look after ya. And today's feature game, Devils 26, Blackhawks 12. Uh, Taniela Sadrugu and... Tony Tamusa were the best of the bunch. Uh, Xavier Wilson was big, 11 carries, 127 metres. So more options are there for the for your blokes. Yeah, especially with Origin coming up. You know, we need the depth. Indeed. So. Looking at the ladder at the conclusion of round 10, Burley on top on 18 points, South Logan on 16, on 15, Sunshine Coast Brisbane Tigers, on and Capras, sorry, yep, Capras, on 14 points, Tweed and the Dolphins. On 12 points, Winner Manly Northern Pride. 9 points, Hunters. 8 points, Devils and Blackhawks. 6 points, Western Clydesdales. 2 points, Ipswich Jets. And Cutters yet to taste victory. So moving on to Supercoach. Cheesing for the W this week had 1,207. And that was despite captaining Nico Hines. Reese, do you want me to give you your score or do you want no, to I'm shout it out? No, I've actually got it up this time. I've actually got it up this time. Um, <laughs> 1,146. Uh, that was despite having Katoa as a playing reserve. Uh, and that was also that was also despite having Cameron Munster. That was also despite having Brandon or B- Billy Smith. And that was also despite having Harry Grant. So We had some bench shooters this week, let me tell you. Yeah, we had some bench shooters, but I did have three Centurions in Nathan Cleary, Doreen Buller, and David Feeder, who was my captain, as I mentioned earlier. I had, a, I had a few tons. I had Dylan Brown, Cleary. Um, yeah, I had him, Cleary, Bula, Garrick. I had four tons in my team. Oh, oh. And I captained Nico. Like I said, I also, I also had Schuster, who was not playing reserve. Yeah, and I had Schuster as a non-playing reserve. So I had five tons in my team this week. Yeah. Uh, top scorer of the week was the Smoking Billy's Billy, 1,413. Uh, his top scorer was uh, Tom Trebojevic with 141, so good riddance if you were able to hang on to him. Um, 
Paddy Carrigan as well. How many tons did he have? One, two, three, four, five, six. He had seven tons, including Schuster's and NPR. Jesus Christ. Uh, other winners. I'm oh, going to go through the scores quickly. Of course, these are all pending updates. Uh, head coach Pete, 1276, defeated Sabo Shire Dan, 1231. Alpha Justice Anthony, too good for Wilcania Balls Mick. Uh, Marvel Marathons Luke, edging out two page Reese. Marathon Fennep up Michael, beating Iron Will Will. Haley having the bye against Hux. Uh, Maxim beating Sean. Uh, Dylan beating our, out of our league. Uh, Billy as our top scorer, beating Jacob. DC Easy Dorian defeating me. Uh, Nico Hines, Bryson defeating Rolf Harris's Jared. And of course, big week this week regarding the uh, bye week. Remember, everyone, it is only your best 13 playing. So make sure you stock up on players that are playing. Sell it. It's time to cash out on some players. Look at cashing out on some of those guys like your Zach Hoskins, like your Paul Alamotti's even. I think it's time to well and truly cash out on some of those players. Yeah. Also, shout out to Pete, head coach 23, who now leads the league. Oh, uh, does he? On, yeah, on four and against. There are four people on 18 points. You have Pete, you have Subhashai Dan, you have myself, and you have Iron Will Toshak. Despite his loss today. <laughs> mm. So, again... Um, my trades this week, I'm going to go Zach Hosking. I was going to go to Hudson Young, but with the news he's in the Origin squad, means that I am changing my plans frantically tomorrow on the train ride home. <laughs> uh, elsewhere, um, ooh, this is actually tough. I'm going to get rid of Will Kennedy for Guffo, purely because I need an extra number. Okay, that's fair. And I might finally decide to cash out Sonny Luke for um, a hooker that can actually play decent minutes. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, for me, I think it's simple. I am just going to cash out uh, Paul Alabotti and Alessio Cantrera. Straight up. Get in. A couple guys that are going to play in round 13 and go from there. Exactly right, my friend. Uh, on to State of Origin, of course. As we mentioned earlier ago, Twitter has well and truly blown up Deluxe over the Tavita Pangai Jr. decision. Let me tell you, <laughs> it has gone absolutely berserk in the last five minutes. <laughs> it has gone DEFCON 1 levels. Let me tell you. Yeah, I mean, our tweet has already got, you know... Six comments, five retweets, and a quote tweet. So, yeah, you know, wow, a, a lot of people reacting to this news, and not a lot of it is positive. No, a lot of people are wondering, yuck. So, I'm going to pick my team. I mean, I picked our team a long time ago, but I'm going to pick it based on the news we hear now. So, back five is this: Teddy at Trail Turbo Toto. Uh, Luai Cleary, they're going to pick Luai. I have to suck it up and join the crew. Haas, Coruscant, Barlow, Murray, Martin, Yo, Hines, Frizzell, Young, Totola. I, sh I strongly think Junior Totola should be there over Pangai Junior. Yeah, but... Campbell Graham, 18th man, while we're here. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so I'll do the same with Queensland. I'll do 
much pretty much the same as you. So obviously, Kalen Ponga fullback. Uh, you know, like you said, I have to suck it up. As much as I want Reese Walsh there. Um, three quarters, I think I'm going to go with um, Murray Tulangi, Valentine Holmes, Hamaso Tabuifido, and Selwyn Cobbo, even though there's a lot of questions about Cobbo and Kalungi. I think the alternative, Borios, isn't healthy, and Xavier Coates hasn't been good this season. Halves uh, obviously kicked themselves. Monster Cherry Evans. Forward pack, I think you go with. Honestly, I would start Flegler. And then probably also start him next to Lindsay Collins. Uh, Hooker, Harry Grant. Back row, Capewell. David Fafita Jr., Paddy Carrigan at lock. And then off the bench, you would have. Ruben Cotter, Christian Welsh, and I will go with just ending out Corey Horsburgh here, Jermaine Hopwood. Fair enough, my uh, friend. Fair yeah. enough. And of course, full teams come out tomorrow. Make sure you check it out. Uh, we're not going to do a reaction pod because we have lives. <laughs> <laughs> we're not like Guru, uh, Beak, and Timmy Williams that can get together at a moment's notice and record a podcast. We have jobs. Yeah. The, this song will pay the bills for us. So. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> so, um, I might as well just explain how we're going to do uh, the next few weeks. I might have announced it on the potty. I might not have. But next week, we're going to do our usual split round review slash origin preview. And then we're going to do, to fill a bit of a gap in between no having no Thursday night footy, we're going to do a origin one review as well as our player ratings. It was very successful last year. I'm very much looking forward to doing that again this year. Yeah, definitely. I think it'll be very fun. I think, you know, it should be a very fun Origin series as well. Like, even though New South Wales are the betting favourites, I think Queensland probably go into it as the favoured team in the series. So, you know, it's starting to feel like a situation where anything can happen. Yeah, 100%. So I'm just laughing at friggin' Jack Martin. <laughs> what's he doing this time? Pampers, it's a Simpsons meme where you got the Flanders and the Simpson kids looking at Homer. Homer's head. Pampers Twitter remembering those six good games TPJ played two years ago. NRL Twitter are the ones glaring, <laughs> staring at him. Spot on. Spot on. <laughs> and I was like to Vic on Twitter... Uh, because Vic was whinging about it. Should I? Should we go upstairs? Jack, in a minute, I'm making a meme. This is my life. And I'm like, action or memes? Jack making a business decision. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like to me, no, there was no action to be had. I want to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, then go to sleep and let him make his memes. Jesus. <laughs> like, <laughs> let the man have some peace and quiet for once. <laughs> Anyway, love you, Vic. Love you, Vic. <laughs> it is still cool. We, we, still we, love, we love everyone on Twitter, <laughs> let me tell you. Uh, except the people that whinge and call referees cheats. Oh, so you don't love me? Okay, I do. Yours is one time. Yours is a one time occurrence. And we we're able to yeah. get over it. Okay, it's time for this week's Low Cow of the Week. <laughs> 
Now, personally, I'm surprised it's taken this individual a year and a half to be our, a recipient of this award. It goes to Mark Carroll. <laughs> For turning into a member of the Wiggles during the New South Wales Cup commentary on Saturday. <laughs> Deciding to burst out some iconic Wiggles lyrics of hot potato. <laughs> If that isn't a new low for New South Wales Cup broadcasts this year. Man, the CTE really activated the wrong neurons. <laughs> I know Dan made a tweet about Mark Carroll, so I'm going to read it out. Um, I'm followed by Darcy McDonald, so I have to be very careful with what I say because they're all friends. Even, even Robbo was pissed off. Mark Carroll singing Hot Potato. <laughs> that sums up 2023 New South Wales coverage on Fox. Like, why can't we do that? We would take it more seriously. Like, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. What did he mean? <laughs> you need to ditch Spud ASAP. <laughs> Where is it? Because uh, Dan tweets so much. Like, he tweets more than I do. <laughs> Where is it? Where is his it? His work ethic is incredible when it comes to tweeting. Here we go. Fox, I say this with no malice. You have to remove Mark Carroll from commentary. <laughs> <laughs> Just straight up. <laughs> Very direct. At least he didn't bring up the flags on the goalpost. Oh, good start. Don't start. <laughs> anyway, what have you got, my friend? It can't top that one, surely. Uh, no, it's not going to top that one, but I'm going to go to the Premier League and mm-hmm. I'm going to go talk about Liverpool because, you know, when Liverpool beat United 7-0 uh, about a month ago, there was all the talk about how Liverpool were coming for that Champions League place. Liverpool were going to get ahead of United, finish fourth, get in the Champions League, start all the plays United want, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, unfortunately for Liverpool, their dreams have been shattered by Aston fucking Villa. I've seen that. The villains managing a one-all draw in what was an emotional day for Liverpool, being Bobby Firmino's last home game. Mm-hmm. And put simply, they shit the best. And now it's not official yet, for United, but they only need one more point from their last two games in order to qualify for Champions League. So it's looking up for us, finally. It is. It is, my friend, but I still cannot get over Mark Carroll singing hot potato. Hot potato, hot potato. Hot potato, hot potato. From now on, we should just just call the Walk Out of the Week the Hot Potato Awards. (laughs) <laughs> the cold spaghetti and mashed banana. <laughs> next time, next okay. time they have a new South Well, next time if they have a new South. Gold, if they're the gold, silver, bronze medal, the hot potato <laughs> and the mashed banana, the cold spaghetti. Hundred <laughs> percent, my friend. But that is where we are going to leave the league scene for Indigenous Round. Reese, thanks very much for coming on. Thank you for having me. 
and we'll see you next week for our split round look at round 13. Take care, everyone. You guys have fun.